This is the Plan Simple Podcast. The one for you, my dear, the woman who wears so many hats. We both know how many people in your life benefit when you're at your best. What would happen if you were to ditch overwhelm and wear all those hats with ease? I'm going to share how simple this can be. We will dive into how to make health, family, home, spirituality, productivity, and entrepreneurship more easeful. Incredible friends and guests will come by for inspirational conversations, valuable shares, and real strategies so you can plan for your best life. My name is Mia Moran. I'm a mother of three, a wife, an entrepreneur, a coach, and your host. I wear a lot of hats, and I am committed to leading a balanced life and sharing all that I have learned and am learning with you. You're ready? Let's flow. Hey, welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. I'm really excited for you to meet our guest today. Her name is Lori Oberbrokling, and I met Lori on her podcast. I was on it a few weeks ago, and as she was asking me questions, I wanted to ask her a thousand questions back. So thus, we got her on our podcast, and I'm so excited for you to meet her because listen to this. She's a mama four. She is a corporate leader, like she has a very full-time corporate job. I wanted to hear that. She also has a very successful podcast, which is not part of her job. It's on the side. She's a productivity expert, and she's the author of a book called Secrets of Supermom, How Extraordinary Moms Succeed at Work and Home and How You Can Too. And she is so passionate about helping parents who want fulfilling careers or side hustles or passion projects, while also wanting to feel present and connected to their families. And I was just so excited when I was interviewed by her because I could just sense her energy. And we'll link to her podcast, by the way, in the show notes. So you can go check that out there. Um, head on over to plansimple.com and you, you'll be able to find that very easily or wherever you're listening to podcasts, we'll link there too. And when I met her, I just, I knew I wanted her on, especially as we're in this time where some of you are transitioning from the summer to the school year. And I feel like even as our kids, I mean, I'm transitioning still a little bit because I, all my kids are doing something in the fall. It's a little different when you're talking college, we have a gap year situation happening. I do have one starting high school. It's a, because, you know, as I get older, that back to school energy is a little bit different. I feel like you know, 10 years ago, it was all about backpacks and lunchboxes and, you know, all the logistics of getting everybody where everybody, everybody everywhere. And it's not quite like that anymore for me. But I imagine that even when my kids are, are through college, or, you know, in this phase, when the transition is really about getting them to a place, and I don't have so much to do in between, there's still this transition, like I notice it even in my work. So I think it's really important to acknowledge transition and what happens as you're heading from the summer energy into the fall energy. And even though technically the fall, you know, starts at some point in September, I feel like we all experience it at different times. Um, you'll hear from Lori that, you know, she lives in a more Southern place. So her kids go back to school much earlier. My kids were, were really still in summer as this is going live. And 
um, our fall really does melt match more with like traditional fall, but it's like, we really need to figure out and match where we are. And it's just so, it was so fascinating to have this conversation with Lori. So I'm so excited for you to meet her. And the other thing that I really want to point out before we get her on is just this idea of being a super mom and being a very happily working woman and how those two things sound very opposite to many of us and how they really can be held in the most beautiful, balanced way. And this is in part a conversation about this, that. So if you're feeling in that pull time, maybe, maybe you're feeling pulled because you're like in it and you're feeling like you're always having to decide between the two. But often we get a lot of people and our community as well, who were pulled and made choices. And now they're on the other side of it and they're trying to get grounding. So I feel like this conversation is going to be helpful for everyone. And so I'm super excited for you to meet Lori. So before I do that, I just wanted to say a couple things about August and the seasons coming up. We have a lot of exciting things coming up. So stay tuned. Make sure that you receive emails from us and that you're opening them. We just welcomed in a group into Flow 365. As this is going live, we're heading in to plan our 90-day goals. And coming up in August and September, we're going to have one of our weeks that's focused on, on making a specific plan. So the first one coming up in August is going to be about making time for your health. And the one in late September is going to be about, it's called work week. We had it last week, last year. It was a big success. And that's about really carving out a different kind of time to do your work uh, and specifically your entrepreneurial endeavors. So those things are coming up. You can look forward to those. I'm super excited and I'm just really excited to be here with you today. So with no further ado, let's get the amazing Lori on the show. Lori, welcome to the Plain Simple Podcast. I'm so excited to be here with you today. I'm so excited to be here with you today. Yes. Oh, thank what? you. Thank you for having me. Well, we had such a fun chat once on your show and I was like, oh my gosh, she totally needs to be on our show. So tell everybody a little bit about you and what it is that you balance. Sure. So my name's Lori Oberbreckling. I am a wife and a mom of four. I am a corporate executive, a corporate leader, and work full-time in that. And then my business is called Secrets of Supermom. And during the year, just following the pandemic, I wrote a book called Secrets of Supermom to pull together ways that moms were able to thrive even in the midst of chaos. And so it turned into a book of 16 chapters, 16 secrets, and that spun off into a podcast and programs and all sorts of other fun things for those busy, overwhelmed moms to have the tips that they need and the tools that they need to feel like they can get it all done without actually getting it all done and feel really good about it. Amazing. And tell me, what does work-life balance look like for you? Yeah. I feel like so often we're told that we have to compartmentalize 
things, right? I must have work hours and I must have home hours and I must have these things. And though I love task blocking and that is certainly part of my life, for me, work-life balance is integrating all of these things all day long. So I don't feel like I have major compartmentalizing of anything that I do, whether that is my business or my career or my family. I integrate them all throughout my life, my day, my weeks. And because I'm able to do that, I feel really, really good about all of the time that I'm spending, where I'm spending the time, what I'm doing with that time. And that to me is work-life balance. If I feel amazing at the things I'm doing, I feel balanced. Awesome. I love that. And your career and your business are different, or is that true? Different. Wildly yeah. different. So Wildly different. <laughs> I feel like that's really important because I feel like we're sold so much the idea that it's like we have to choose work or home. And I feel like you've even chosen two works and home and balance. So will you just tell everybody about all that? <laughs> like yeah. Yeah, it's so true. I do have two works and home and balance and all the things that I want to do. And so I think that in my life, I want to fulfill all of these cups, right? I have things that I love, like working on deadlines and timelines and being really strategic and using problem solving and figuring out new initiatives and all of these things. So these are things I get to do in my day job. And then I have my business that lets me be a lot more creative. I have, of course, a lot more flexibility when I'm the boss versus working for a massive corporation. And so I get to fill a different type of cup for me. And then, of course, my family fills a completely different type of cup. They are completely challenging in their own way, plus amazing to get to spend time with. And so being able to do all of those things, I want to do all of those things. And so it has become my goal to figure out how to do that. And so I've put a lot of strategies in place. I've met with so many moms to learn how to do some of these things, right? Like women like you that are experts and being able to pull from other experts and work together with them and say, okay, that would work in my life and be able to start to apply it. And then being able to share all that is just been so, so fun. And does it work perfectly every day? No. Are there stressful moments? 100%. But yeah. I feel like overall, I have a really good balance and feel good about it. I love that. How old are your four kids as we're recording this? Like, how, yes, like what they're 13, 12, 10, and seven. Yeah. So you're like 100% in the thick of it. <laughs> in the thick of it. So no babies anymore, but no definitely babies, all but school I feel like age. It's almost worse though, because it's like they could do things for themselves sometimes. And you're probably really good <laughs> teaching them to do things themselves, but they don't always do things themselves. <laughs> the, oh my goodness. You are literally regurgitating a conversation I just had with my husband last night. He was like, it was easier when they were tiny. And I was like, well, it's just gonna, it's always an evolution, right? Just when you feel like you figured it out, you no longer know what to do because it's different and it's new and it's hard. So many yeah. parts are so hard, but. Oh my it's God, it's it. so funny. Cause my oldest who's 19 and just finished his first year of college, he didn't get his license right away. Yeah. It was like COVID and like one thing led to another. So he's just getting it now. But my middle child, she was like all in, like she really wanted her license. So she has it. And I still forget. Like, so I'm like, oh, how am I going to like go get that kid and like do this? And it's just been like in the past few weeks that I've been like, oh, oh my gosh, or they can just go drive and get person, you know, like yes. I don't this anymore. And it's like, oh, and it's like, sometimes we just forget like how we can actually be supported. I'm like, they can do this. Now. Yes. So yeah. many moms that I have of the bigger kids, right? They're like, it's scary at first, but then when you go, 
oh, they can just drive home from practice and stop at the store for me. It's like yeah. magical. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I'm excited for magical. I'm excited for all the things to come and yeah. terrified and everything in between. All right. So let's talk about, so you mentioned before we hit record that one of the tools that you really love is planning your weeks. And I have no yes. idea what you're going to say about this. And this is one of the things that we teach, but I'm just always curious as well, like how other people do this. So why is that important to you? Like, what about that is so important to you? Yeah. So I used to plan my day. So, I mean, of course I've always been a planner. I would have never been able to function in the roles that I've been in without having some sort of plan, right? I'm yep. not flying by the seat of my pants, but I used to have a 18 month planner and I'd write stuff in it. And then I would just go to the next day and be like, what meetings do I have today? What overlaps today? And sometimes that was fine. And sometimes I would realize I had a conflict. I didn't know I had or realize, yeah. Oh, I have this list of things to do this week. And I actually, there's zero chance I'm going to be able to fit them in. Like I'm never going to be able to get all this project done. And then I would panic and I would work on the weekends and I would not know how to do it all. And something would go crazy with the kids and I would stress out. And yeah. I thought there has to be something. People are doing this differently. There are people doing way more than me and they are doing it beautifully. So something is wrong here. And I started weekly planning. So by weekly planning for me, I mean, sitting down on Sunday morning all by myself and going through my entire calendar for my business, for my corporate job, for my family, and mapping it all the way out and looking at our meals, our to-dos, literally everything for the week and making a plan for it and saying, do yeah. I have time to do this? Do I not have time to do this? Do I need to move anything? Ask for help. And doing that from the calm of Sunday morning, not from the panic of Monday morning. And so by doing that, I have weeks where I will get massive amounts of things done. And it's only because I set the plan early and all I had to do was execute it. Oh my gosh. I love it. I mean, and I think what, like, there's so many nuggets in there. So I'm going to go first to the one about calm versus panic. Yes. So we plan in our program, we plan every week together. It's kind of like a planning co-working session type thing yeah. where I'm just, we start off actually by celebrating the week, but then I cue just like our steps. And we do it on Friday at noon because it's really interesting. Like, and then I'm like, anyone who's not there, obviously like plan whenever you want. Like I personally love Sunday morning as you do. But one of the things that I have found really helpful about Friday for me and for other people in our program, it's like, if you haven't finished everything in the week, you still have like a little bit of time to figure out if you need to. And you could choose, like you said, like you would just, you know, get to the weekend and need to do it. And then of course, the second you like panic about anything, everything goes to hell. And so you can choose if you're going to do something or not. And you can also choose to get ahead on the week ahead, like knowing like what's happening, like you can choose to meal plan. So I just love everything about that though. Like whenever is a time when you're calm because you literally make different choices from calm. And like, if you notice that you have a meeting and a kid needs to be picked up, like the solutions that you can come up with in your brain for like how that's going to happen are so different than when you're panicked. That's it. So, and I can decide to ask for help early, right? Yeah. I can decide to go, oh, this is going to overlap. There is absolutely no way I can do both. Do I need to cancel? Do I need to reschedule? Do I need to ask my spouse to do something? Do I need to reach out to a neighbor, right? I have all these options, right? Like, just like yeah. you said, you can think of through all these things. And then it's not, oh, shoot, can you go do this for me right now, right? So I take my panic and I put it on my spouse or my partner or someone else in my family. 
I don't have to do that. I don't have to do that anymore. And it makes a big difference to all of us. And I love that you use the word choose. I get to choose to do this, right? It gives you all these choices instead of just constantly playing with fire and you yeah. know battling fires. It's been so much better for my life. I love it. Do you weave self-Karen? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, you might love this. We'll see. So yes, meal planning for me is self-care because it allows me to eat well, right? Eat solid, healthy foods. I mean, it's not like, right? Like, yeah. Yes, absolutely. And then I work out. So I plan all my workouts in. Those are all in my calendar. But another thing that I started doing, and this, oh man, it's maybe been close to a year now. It had been six months for so long. And now I'm like, oh, I think we've gone to almost the year point. I started putting in white space. And by white space, I mean literally open time on my calendar that has nothing planned. And I don't decide what goes in there until I get to it. So almost always for me, it's Friday nights because we didn't have practice and rehearsal and all those things on Friday nights very often. And so Friday night would just have this bucket of time that I would decide, do I want to like eat pizza with the family, watch a movie with my husband, read by myself, go for a walk, hang out with friends, not hang out with friends, right? I got to choose what felt like it was what I needed at that moment. And it was, it's been so magical because sometimes it is time with other people and sometimes it's decidedly not time with other people. And so being able to pick that and have the option and have the space already there. Awesome. I love that. At some point I started calling that gold time because or yellow yeah. time because <laughs> I was finding that if I just left it blank, I would tend to go fill it in. So I would like make it a yellow color. So it was light enough that I could go right over it at some point. But like the space was definitely held open. <laughs> so I yes, love that. it's open. But that but, was my rule. Like, no, no, putting things in there. No, no, no. Yeah. No deciding on Monday what I might need on Friday. No, no. There's no, nothing goes in that and, spot. And that's really interesting because like one of the biggest things I hear from people who are like, I'm not a planner. And by the way, for me, all planning is deciding in advance. It's not like we're all regimented. And that is such a good point to that because I think a lot of people there, something is appealing to them about the concept of planning, even though they don't like planning. Mm -hmm. But the reason that is, is because like, they're not really creating freedom because in the scenario that you started with, like, even though you might've been flying by the seat of your pants, like to me, that's not freedom, but like the idea that you did all the things, you took care of your body, you worked out, you got your work done that you wanted, you were with the kids in the way that you wanted. And then you get to Friday night and you have this block, like that's freedom, like that you can like really do anything with it. But I think a lot of us like think that freedom is being able to decide at any moment. And usually that's not because then we don't like, it's not true freedom. Right. And so often we don't have like, we have full control, right? You have agency over your schedule. Yes. But you also have children that are going to have needs or a spouse or a partner that's going to have needs. You probably have a job, maybe that you're going to have a team or a boss or a group of folks that have needs. You're going to have clients that have needs and you can't just decide to fulfill those whenever you want to. Most of us can't. Most of us have to have some sort of cadence of doing those things. And yes, by planning it out, you can plan the space. And for me, freedom isn't necessarily being able to do what I want whenever I want to, right? Freedom is not feeling pressure about it. And by planning it out, I don't feel the pressure. Yeah. And I think we think that sometimes the planning creates the pressure, but I think that's like, it's actually not true. (laughs) So so for anyone who feels that, I highly recommend this weekly planning process. And then actually within that, finding those times that you can call white space or gold space and doing this trick of just deciding yeah. that and having that be the freedom and really seeing what that feels like having, you know, fulfilled all your other things. Yeah. All right. 
So what do you do? Uh, this is like, we didn't even talk we're going to talk about this, but I'm so curious. So what happens? Okay. So do you always follow through on everything you say you're going to do in your weekly plan? Oh, never. Would that be like, uh, so, okay. So let's say there's like 80 things on my list and I do 70 of them, right? Like I'm feeling like that's a really successful week, but to answer your question, that is me not following through with the plan. What yeah. I do. So I do have some buffer time that's built in for when things go awry, when things yeah. go longer than expected, when I have a sick child, when I have a sick self, right? Any of these things. So I have this yeah. time built in, but I have to still change day by day because yeah. I might have a cancellation. I might have a fire that I do have to put out at work that I could not predict. Right. Yep. And so I look at my schedule every day and I go through and I just do a quick check. Is everything still as I expect it to be today? Did yep. I have to roll anything from yesterday? So there is that quick check, but I'm not sitting down like I used to and planning that whole day out. That's where it was like a bowl of stress all the time. Now, all I have to do is go, yep, we're good. Or, Ooh, probably going to have to switch some things around because that project from yesterday that I thought was going to take 30 minutes is actually about a three hour jam, right? So now yeah. I've got to figure out what to do here. So it's okay for me to have to be flexible and have to, you know, fly by the seat of my pants a little bit because yeah. not everything can well, be predicted. Life. Yeah, that's life. But I think here's the other part of this. I expect that. I expect exactly what I just told you. So yeah. it's not throwing me into a tizzy every day. Yes. I'm going, oh, that's life. That's what happens. Okay. We can handle this. We've handled this before. You've had bigger schedule changes in the past. You can figure this out. You can make this change and it's going to be fine. And so yes. just mentally, so yeah, mentally being prepared for that. You get to choose and I get to choose, right? I get to choose what moves. I get to choose how I figure this out. And all of that just mindset wise has made a big difference too, I think. And you don't have the mindset that like, let's say that the thing that has to go is you've planned all your workouts and like one of them has to go this week because a kid really needs you, let's say, yeah. or work really needs you. It sounds like you're not making that mean anything about yourself or about your schedule. It's just what's happening. Yeah. What I have in the past, 100%. Look, you missed a workout, Like you're never going to make it up. When are you really going to do that? Right. Whereas yeah. now it's like, oh, I have a meeting. It means I'm going to have to miss my class. That's cool. I can do a makeup. And where can I fit that? It's good. Yeah. Okay. We're good. And yeah. then I move on. I let go of that because yeah. otherwise you're just stuck. You're just yeah. always stuck. Yeah. And it's interesting. Like if I think about that myself, like one of the most important things and I do, we have a physical planner, but the week at a glance, I actually keep digitally. So I can like mm -hmm. very easily, like, you know, move the things. And it's interesting because as somebody who wasn't naturally inclined to follow through at the beginning, of all this, which I know not everybody believes, but is very much true. It's still very much true actually, as I'm like, you know, evolving to the next level, there's still things that I totally don't follow, like don't want to follow through <laughs> on and I'm learning how to do. But actually recently we added a second podcast every week. And that is a great example of one that I was like, this is actually really hard. Yeah, <laughs> I'm it's really hard. <laughs> but yes. I used to move the thing always. Like that was my rule. That's how I like got to realize it. So like, even if I like, let's just use workouts, like even if I couldn't do it again that week, because maybe I got sick or somebody was really sick, or I just wasn't possible, I would still like move it out to three weeks, just so that I could see that I knew how to keep a promise to myself. Now I feel like I'm a little bit better that by Friday, I can just let things go and know that it won't affect my next week. But it was definitely an evolution for me in that for anyone listening who never follows through or feels like you're making it mean a lot. If you don't follow through on something that practice really helped me. 
understand that, you know, I'll just go to that class two weeks from now and I'm still will have done it. I just got the timeline wrong. <laughs> yes. My mind didn't know all these things. That my it mind just yes. did not know. Did not know. I'm thinking, actually yesterday, my youngest woke up and she was like, I think I'm going to be sick. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like I was fine. Like, you know, it was like, it all works out yes. until we panic. And then I feel yes. like a lot doesn't work out, but you can't solve the problem anymore. When you get yeah. to this overwhelmed, overstressed, you end up feeling that I always call it spinning because it's kind of like you go to one thing and then you go to the next thing and you just don't know where to start, what to do, because it's just too much. You're in that panic mode and your problem solving is gone. Your yeah. problem solving brain is gone. It's now in panic brain. And so you just can't. And it's not, it says nothing about you. It is your brain. And it is how we all work. When we are panicked, yeah. we cannot think well. And yeah. so trying to stay out of that panic as much as possible yeah. helps you be able to plan for. And so when the unexpected does come, right, you can say, okay, that's okay. And if it's really terrible, unexpected, and you still can't get to it, at least you've already sort of planned all the other things and you can kind of go, okay, what, you know, I have it. It's cool. So I can panic now. And then I'll get to the point where now I can figure this out. I can yes, figure this out. I love that. Yeah. Cause I mean, obviously we're all human and there's going to be moments where, especially in like parenting and entrepreneurship, like, and our <laughs> right. changing bodies, like we literally don't always know what's happening and this is life. All right. So right now, as we're talking, I feel like this is a funny time of year because some people start like heading into fall earlier than others. So here where I am in Massachusetts, it's really like a Labor Day September situation. And I think where you are, it's an earlier thing. So let's just spend a few minutes on back to school because I know you have yeah. some ideas about this, like in your I do. organized brain. I, what are some yes. of your favorite strategies for making this time of year not so crazy? Yes. So I was telling you, I know before that we start school in 13 days from the time this is being recorded, if you can imagine. So we're very close. And I have a couple of things and kind of some mistakes that I think that we make. One is not starting the schedule change soon enough. At the risk of sharing way too much, our Wi-Fi shuts off at 11. So a lot of my children go to bed at 11 because they wait until the Wi-Fi shuts off oh and then they have gosh. no Wi-Fi and they go to sleep. I do not stay up till 11. So I am often asleep before some or all of my children oh my with gosh, the ages they are right now in the summer. Years to do. I'm yes. that's amazing. Yes. Yeah, so I wake up at four in the mornings. I love my mornings. And sometimes I'm in sleep well before there. So if I waited until the Sunday before school started to decide that we should start changing this plan, I am in like store for a very rude awakening the morning that school starts, right? So starting that schedule change earlier, meaning just moving back, going to sleep time, turn off your Wi-Fi at 10 instead of at 11, right? Whatever, however you signal that it is time for us to start making a little bit of a change so that it's not super rude awakening. The second thing is we know what back to school was like, right? We know what school was like the school year before. And we often want to just kind of like go right back into it. And yeah. if you go right back into that same schedule after your summer schedule, which was probably wildly different, even if you had camps, even if it was a little bit chaotic, you probably had some different things happening in the summer and trying to go back into the craziness of your schedule that first week 
it really is hard and it makes everything more stressful than it needs to be. So eliminating as many of the things that are extra as possible that first week is always what I recommend. Don't schedule extra doctors or dentist appointments that week unless you know they're necessary, like critical, right? Yeah. Don't start your new activities or your extracurriculars that week if you can prevent it. Don't do those extra things. Just make it easy. Do everything you can to make that first week easy because you can think of all this back to school time. You did back to school. Maybe you've got four kids like me and you've done back to school a bunch of times, but your little humans, they've done back to school. Some of them, like my youngest, this is his third time. He is not accustomed to what this will be like. So it will be stressful. It will be more emotion than he probably is ready for. And there's going to be all of that, you know, in my case, times four. And so being able to just eliminate as much of the extra as possible so that I can be there for those things and support those needs is going to make my week easier, which means I'm calmer, which means their week's easier and calmer because I get to set that tone. So yeah. just all those, I think, really help. I love that. And I love just like, to me, that's really acknowledging everyone's emotions and planning for that instead mm -hmm. of like all the things. Cause I think what happens at this time of year is it's like, especially if you have any sort of shiny object syndrome situation, which I think a lot of us do because we're constantly being bombarded with like all the different things we could do in any change of season, like literally everyone's advertising to us about this and then they're advertising to our kids. And so then they have their own idea of like all the things they want and want to do. And it can be, a lot. And so I love that it's like, no, you're really managing the expectations of emotions so that it's not like so that nobody's feeling the allotness. And I'll say because I feel like I'm on a little bit on the other end of a spectrum. So this year, I actually have two leaving. And I know that I'm going to be really sad. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm on the podcast. But like, I know that that's going to be a lot. So I've already looked forward into September. And I like we have a thing called work week in September for entrepreneurs. It's like a challenge. First, I had it like kind of backed up to this time they were leaving. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to need so much more space than that. You know, like these are days where I need to make sure I can walk. I need to make sure I'm really nourishing myself. I need to give myself time and like be connecting with people who have kids who've already gone away. You know, like there's just a different cadence to that time. And I'm sure it'll be great and fine, but it's like, so this is a PSA for not only like not to busy your kids more than they can, but also like looking at yourself and just really understanding what the season brings. And do you need to that, move that big project? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, there's, yeah. That, that's not the week to move forward the big project at all. And no. so it's like, do I need to do that before? Do I need to do that after? Like, when does that need to happen? And that's where planning can be. So I find so useful. And a lot of us, you know, the way that the world works wants us to just sort of plow through those things. And I think that's where a lot of us get into trouble and eventually leads us. That is what leads most of us to overwhelm and burnout when we're not like really acknowledging that like, whoa, that change from summer to like fall was like too fast, too much. I'm exhausted. It's like you need a vacation after two yeah. weeks, right? You're exhausted. You feel and or like you've just plowed through it. So you all that emotions just sort of hanging out in your body somewhere. Right. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you start not feeling well or you start feeling way more overwhelmed by normal tasks than you normally would. And all of that is just that indication that you didn't actually yeah. let it out, yeah. let it go. Right. Take care of yourself and let it be. One thing I also heard once, I think it was from Kim John Payne, who's been on this podcast, who wrote the book Simplicity Parenting, and he said something about like just remembering you can also bring in 
the sort of restorative pieces of summer. Like you can choose one of those things and like bring it into the fall. And I also always, that sits with me. Like one of the things, the time I heard that we were doing as a family was we were walking at night. And I was like, we can still do that after dinner when school's, you yeah. know, it's like all, you feel like there's this like line in the sand and all of a sudden everything's different, but like, there's not really homework in the first two weeks of like, it is a little, it doesn't all change overnight. It's like, it is yes. a little bit gradual if you let it be. Yes. Ours is swimming. So we're in Phoenix. It's blistering hot until oh my God, September, I can't even right? Imagine. Yeah. Blistering hot. So we're swimming every day in the summer. But when school starts, yes, that's exactly it. They can run right through that door and directly into the pool if they want to, because it's still plenty warm enough. It's still perfectly like great way to just, you know, get rid of some of that day stress from school. And then they can start homework and doing, you know, dinner time and all the other things. But yes, so you can keep some of those pieces, especially if you don't get really crazy with your schedule that very first week. Yeah, Yeah, I love it. All right. No one's going to get crazy with their schedule like ever, but really don't do it. Of school. Awesome. <laughs> Lori, tell everybody how they can find you. Yes. My best place is secretsofsupermom.com. You can find the podcast, the book, you can find all of my socials, which are all secrets of Supermom. That's the best place to find me. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here today. I feel like we, we covered a lot and it's been amazing. So thank you. Loved it. Thank you. Thank you. At the end of every episode, we always share three doable changes so you can take what you've heard and put it into action because action is where change happens. And even though I know you might want big changes, it's really the little things done over and over that make the difference. So I invite you to pick a doable thing, put it on your calendar, weave it through your days for a week and then move to the next one. It will definitely have a snowball effect. So here are three doable changes from my conversation with Lori. And again, I invite you to start with one. Number one, plan your week. Plan from calm, not chaos. That means planning before you're behind or already putting out fires. I happen to plan with both 365ers on Friday afternoons. Lori does it Sunday morning. You get to pick a time that works for your week and start planning. Include all the pieces, work deadlines and meetings, kids activities, meal plan, workout times, date night, whatever else you have going on. By the way, do not take my list as your list. Those are just some of the things mentioned on this show, right? What is it that you need to weave into your week? Making a plan means assigning times when you will do things, not just making a long list of all the things, all the things that you need, want, and should do. You really want to start to assess whether you can do something or if you need to delegate it. Maybe somebody else can pick up the kids on Wednesday, right? Or maybe you need to reschedule an appointment. Or maybe you really just need something that you think needs to happen this week to happen later, like another week, right? So this doable change is about planning your week. All right, let it be doable for you. Number two, Add in white space. This is such an impactful one to play with. Pick a block of time for white space where nothing is scheduled in your calendar. If you're like me 
And if there's empty space in your calendar, you're likely to go just say yes to something or fill it in. You need some sort of marker, make it a color. I used to use yellow and I would call it gold space. And I loved that because it really felt golden. So don't schedule anything in that space. And when you get to that time, see what you actually really want to do in that moment. That is free time. Do you see that? Like, it's like you've held it open and now it actually is free time. I will say that the golden space was something I did for many years. It was like stayed part of my, it was a doable change one week and then it became part of my ritual every week to schedule that in. And now I'm much better at just not filling all the things in. So I don't even have to make that space so much anymore as I really honor the spaces that aren't filled in. So it's all a journey, right? Okay, number three, prepare for a transition. Whether you're talking back to school or another transition that you're thinking about, maybe you're moving or something is shifting with work or something else, start before you get there. If it involves an earlier wake up, start dialing back bedtime now. Clear extra space in your calendar to also deal with the emotional pieces. Often we only think about the physical things that we have to do, but mark time to deal with the emotions, yours or your family's or your team's. You could also choose something to carry over. So if we're talking back to school, maybe there's something from summer that you're gonna miss. So some things you have to let go of, but you don't have to let go of everything. Maybe you keep swims or after dinner walks, right? So that you're keeping something from the old season into the new and help making it help with the transition. So those are very three, those are three very full doable changes. Again, take the one that resonates most this week and really fit it into your life. And I cannot wait to see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you know a woman who wants a little more simple and a lot more flow, share this episode and send them over to the Plan Simple website to download our free course. And if you can find a five minute window today between meetings in the carpool line while you're eating your lunch, head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. This one action plays such a big part in helping other women find us. And I have so much gratitude for you in advance. So thank you so much. Until next week, dream big, plan from your heart and have a great day.